Hi, this is Arielle Jack, Student Ministries Director here at New Life Church. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray the following presentation encourages, challenges, and inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy the message. I love you guys. I really do. I want, the, I want everything God has for you. I want you to get it. I want you to, to know God. I want you to uh, feel his presence. I want you to, to understand that <clears throat> this can be, in the midst of the craziness, this can be a great life. And I'm not, I'm not one of those like people who just you know tiptoe through the tulips through everything. I, life hits, I get that. But when you are living in a way in which you were designed to live, yeah, it's tough sometimes, but man, you can have a great life. I want that for you. We want that for your kids. So today we're going to talk about um, prayer again. Now, I was planning on finishing this series today, but as the morning has progressed, I realized that's not going to be possible. So I'm going to preach half of this sermon, and then we're going to have the 2.0. <laughs> we're going to have the, the conclusion of it next, next week. Okay, so I'm going to, you got that, Pat? You good with that? Okay, Pat's following me on the, on the screen here. So. so the next two weeks will be, the, the title of the message is this. We, we talked about the template, right? We talked about the, the posture last week, and, and this week we're going to, this and next week, we're going to finish with the cadence, the cadence of prayer, the temple for prayer, the posture of prayer, and the cadence of prayer. So the big idea of the message is this. The scripture teach us that we should develop a continuous, which is what we're going to talk about today, and persistent, which we'll deal with next week, cadence of prayer. So leave that up on the wall for a little bit. A, the scriptures teach us that we should develop a continuous and persistent cadence of prayer. All right, so let's get into it this morning. Continuous prayer. What am I talking about? Continuous prayer. Continual prayer always allows a, uh, you throughout the day to follow God. It allows you to follow God throughout your day. Live in joy, overcome anxiety, express your gratitude, and experience his presence in any circumstance. As we talked about from last week's message, Jesus taught his followers to enter into an inner room to pray to the Father who is in secret. Now, we, 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 we kind of tackled that last week. There needs to be these moments in time where you carve out a space and a time to, to really focus your prayer time, okay? Entering that secret place can be viewed as a devotional style of prayer where we set aside undetermined, uh, excuse me, undistracted time to withdraw from busyness. We talked about that being, maybe it could be just the noise of the day, uh, social media, tech stuff, just getting away with God. So in addition to praying in our inner room, we are to pray continuously as we go through our life. Paul tells us, and, and the believers in Thessalonica too, rejoice always, 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always, 
pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Always is a big word. And like, how can I do that? How can I, how can I live in this broken world? How can I live with the country I live in going through so many difficulties? How, how, can, I, how can I do this when the political system is crazy? When both options of our president could be elected from prison. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Either one. <laughs> could be given the inauguration in an in a orange jumpsuit. Um, how can I rejoice always? How? This is the key. That when we get into a relationship cadence with God, the, the, the circumstances of our world become peripheral and the reality of the great I am, the greatness of who God is, walks with us through this life and we can, have, we can rejoice in the midst of the storms. I mean, the analogy is so perfect when, when Jesus was walking on the water. In the midst of the storms, Jesus is above it. And when we're with him, and we, we connect with him, when we keep our eyes focused on him, we can walk above the storms too. Pray continually. Pray continually. And give thanks in everything. Why? This is God's will. It's God's will. What, what does God want me to do? Well, it says right here, it's his will that you rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in everything. Everything. Yeah, that's what it says. You can, you, can, you can argue with it, but you're not arguing with me. I'm not, I'm not coming up with this philosophy. You are going to have to argue with Jesus, with the Apostle Paul. I think he'd not appreciate that. <laughs> Praying constantly can be viewed as a style of prayer in which we learn to develop an ongoing relational conversation with God throughout our day. Continuous prayer allows us, and this is the first thing we're going to talk about, continuous prayer allows us to keep in step, to keep in step and follow the Holy Spirit through our day. To keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Okay, Galatians 5.25 says this, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. What does that even mean? It means you're here today, and 95% of you are professing that you live as a Christian. And if you are a Christian, the Spirit of God is alive in you. So you're here today, great, you're professing this. If you're going to live in the Spirit, when you leave here, walk in the Spirit. This meeting of believers is a booster shot to your week, but it cannot be the whole thing. You see what I'm saying? It can't, you can't survive on spiritual, uh, and have spiritual potency in this world just because you come to service on a Sunday morning. I mean, it's great. 
Um, don't get me wrong. I, the, the Bible talks about do not neglect the meeting of the, of the body. Do not do that. You should be here. It's important towards your Christian walk. And I just like to see you. But I'm telling you, if you live by the Spirit, you profess this stuff, this Christianity thing, we'll take it with you. Walk with the Spirit continually. Remember, prayer is a dialogue, not a one-sided conversation dominated by us. We all know, we've all had that conversation. You know what I'm talking about? The conversation where the person never lets you in on the conversation. They just talk, talk, talk the whole, it's completely one. And if you don't remember a time like that, you're that person. If you're like, no, nah, it's never happened to me. It's because you're that person. <laughs> it's true. There used to be this etiquette of conversation, right? You would throw out a question or throw out a, you'd talk a little bit and then you'd let the other person kind of volley it back to you. And then you, they would talk a little bit and then they'd volley it back. And then there's this cadence conversation. I was with somebody the other day and I literally was trying to make conversation with them and I just kept asking them questions and I felt like I was like a reporter because they never asked me about anything. So like, how was your week? It was good. I did that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. How are your kids? Blah, 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 blah. Never mind. I'm leaving. <laughs> you know, it, it, but that's, that's how we are with God. That's how we are with God. We just talk, talk, talk. We ask, 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 ask. We just, we just continually fill the space. And he has no opportunity to communicate to our hearts. We've got to let him have some time. My daughter asked me the other day, and I said, a great question. Maybe we'll tackle a little bit tomorrow, next week. She said, Dad, how do I know when it's God's voice and not just my own voice? Maybe people have had that, had that question. Maybe we're going to have a five-week series on prayer. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. All right. So the first thing is it helps us to keep in step with the Spirit. Number two, continuous prayer helps us to live in joy, to live in joy. Paul tells us to rejoice always. By learning always to be in an attitude of prayer, we can express our joy to God throughout the day. You don't have to try to remember all the good things that happened to you that day and then, you know, Get on your knees when you get home and say, God, thank you for that, thank you for that, thank you for that, thank you for that. No, just thank him right there. Wherever you go, he's already there. Just say, God, thank you for this. I was coaching the soccer team the other day, my son's soccer team. And it was just a gorgeous day. It was a gorgeous day with a bunch of, out with a bunch of sweaty teenagers. And I was just like, this is awesome. What a beautiful, we're in, we're in like, a little piece of green paradise in the middle of Manchester. And the kids are running around, having a great time. They're having fun. I'm having fun. I was like, God, thank you for this. This is great. That's all it is. It's a conversation. Remember to rejoice. It's important. 
Next, continual prayer helps us overcome the troubles of every day. The Apostle Paul wrote these instructions on prayer to the church. In Philippians 4, he says this, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I need that. I need my mind to be guarded. I am so susceptible to negative thoughts, to the woe is me's, to the idea that it's just not going to work out. I need God to guard my mind. Well, I think there's some key elements here. First, notice that Paul says, in everything we are to pray. Everything little things and the big things so often so often we're just throwing up SOS's things have gotten really bad and I'm just like oh god I'm gonna I'm gonna drown well maybe if we had prayed about it when it was this big it would never have gotten this big where you'd be like scrambling right we got to deal with things as they come there's nothing too small. We always say this, nothing too big for God. Hey, he's the mountain mover. It's in every song we sing, I probably. Uh, but this idea that he's the mountain mover. But here's the other, there's nothing too small for God either. The God who breathed the galaxies into existence also created the atom, which looks very similar, by the way. But here's the thing. Bring it to him continually, constantly. Don't wait until you're throwing up SOSs. You know, the, the, the common statement is, nothing else works, so I guess I'll pray about it. I don't think that's keeping in step with the Spirit. That's not living the Christian life the way God has, uh, has wired it. It's not about trying everything on your own steam, and then all of a sudden when you realize, wow, this is really not going to work, I better hope God can throw a Hail Mary to... Finish this game out, because it's, otherwise we're going down. you got to be careful. We can't do that. We can't do that. Again, Paul is, um, Paul is highlighting the need to be in continual prayer. As we go through the day, our circumstances can change in a moment. When an unforeseen circumstance occurs, or an emergency strikes our life, Fear and anxiety are natural initial responses. Paul encourages us not to allow anxiousness to remain in our hearts. Whenever something happens in our life that, we can, uh, <clears throat> that uh, could lead us down a path of anxiety, fear, or worry, prayer should become the first, now here's the thing, should become the first response. Now there's another statement here. But this happens over time. Prayer should become the first and natural response. That ain't going to happen at first. I just tell you that right now. We have to be intentional about that. We, when we, when we uh, integrate disciplines into our life, it's always hard at first. But as we continue, as we, as we, as we do this discipline of continuous prayer, you're going to find, you're going to find that it, starts to come more naturally to you. 
that prayer becomes the first thing, that God becomes the first call, right? Rather than your girlfriend or God becomes the first call. Continual prayer. Here's the next one. Ready? Oh, it's a, I'm sorry. By, by praying without ceasing, we can turn to God first and cast our cares. This is out of First Peter 5. Cast our cares on, his, on him because he genuinely cares for us. Next one. Continual prayer allows us to cultivate an attitude of gratefulness. Again, in 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. Well, Pastor, you don't know the circumstance I'm in. That might be true. That might be true. But wait a minute. Hold on a second. Are you saying because of this one circumstance, there's nothing in your life that's good? When we start giving thanks in all circumstances, even when the main focus of our, of our anxiety is a negative thing, when we start looking left and right and start see, like, uh, weighing the horizon of our life, we start seeing, okay, yeah, this is, this is bad, but there's a, I got a lot of good things going on too. It's perspective. I, I don't know how, you could be in a really bad place and you could still find a way to thank God for what you do have. That's what tra- for me, that's what travel does. I mean, I'll tell you what, when I go to another culture, another country, it just makes me so grateful for what I have. I've won the genetic lottery. I was born in the U.S. in a very safe time. I mean, people are ranking on our country left and right, but I'm tell- and I'm not like, you know, I'm not that guy, but I'm just so great. I, I come back, and I'm so grateful. It's not the same in other places. It's not. I read a lot of history, too. I read a lot of history. <laughs> and we live in a very prosperous place in a prosperous time. we got to have some perspective. That's all I'm saying. If you think that your situation is so bad, there's nothing to give thanks for, Come talk to me, and I'll annoy you with all the things that you, you can give thanks for. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Isn't that the most annoying thing when, like, you're, you're having a problem and people are like, wait, hold on that. You're right. I'll annoy you with that. All right, let's keep going. Notice in Philippians 4, 6, Paul tells us that our prayers are to be with thanksgiving. As, Christian, as children of God, we want to offer God thanksgiving for his blessing and presence as we go through our day. And this is where we're going we're gonna to land, land it today is this. Last one. Continual prayer helps us live with God every moment of our lives. Every moment of our lives. As we saw in week one, Jesus instructed his, us to pray for our daily bread. Our daily bread. We didn't talk about it, but when on, on the first week, but I was I was I was kind of ruminating on that that uh, sermon the other day, and I was thinking, whenever Jewish people talked about bread, it always 
hearken back to their exile, right? When, when, when the Hebrews came out of Israel, uh, Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land, God provided them bread that they called manna, manna. And God chose to provide for them in a very specific and particular way. Why is part of what we're talking about today. He provided them manna daily. And that's what I think Jesus is really referring to when he talks about daily bread. He provided for them. They were allowed to collect the manna enough for their daily needs. If they collected more than that, it would spoil immediately. They could not, it would never make it overnight, ever. Except for on the Sabbath, the day before the Sabbath. The day before the Sabbath, they were allowed to pick up enough for two days. And for some reason, it never spoiled on that night. Miraculous. But God doesn't do anything without a reason. Why did he do it this way? I think he did it as a reminder that God wants to be a part of your everyday experience. He wants to be a part of your your life in such a way that you are relying on him for the basic needs from day to day. Now, I've known a lot of wealthy people. Okay, I've known some, not a lot. I wish I knew more, but no. um, I've known some wealthy people. I'm going to tell you something right now. Wealthy people have the same problems as you. And a little more. Because they have all that stored up wealth. I'm not saying don't be smart. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is this. When you take God out of your everyday and start relying on yourself, there's a level of anxiety that other people don't have. I believe that God wants us to pray for our daily bread because he wants us to rely on him in a very regular cadence of prayer, of relationship. Give us today our daily bread because uh, I need you today and I'm going to need you tomorrow. I'm going to need you the next day. Prayer is inviting God continually into our daily circumstances, into our hopes, into our fears, into our dreams, and into our pain. Prayer is not working our way through a grocery list of requests that we desire God to perform or to answer the way we expect him to. Prayer always, excuse me, it's not always, Prayer allows, different word altogether. Prayer allows us to experience God's presence at any time and any place. In the Old Testament, there was this big curtain between the tabernacle and later on the temple that separated humans from the presence of God. 
Now, it was interesting the way that the tabernacle and the temple are set up. Because right in front of that curtain, right in front of that curtain, was this thing called the altar of incense. And the altar of incense was the place where the priests would go and they would, they would burn incense and they would pray. And that incense, uh, the, the smoke and the fragrance of the incense uh, wafting through the room was uh, representative of the prayers of God, the prayers of God's people rising to God. Only one time a year could the high priest um, break the barrier of the veil, go behind and offer sacrifice, the blood of the sacrifice on the uh, mercy seat of God. We live in an age where that separation no longer exists. The Bible talks about how the veil of separation was torn from top to bottom at the death of Christ. Whether that, some people believe that's an, a literal thing that happened. Other people believe it's more of a figurative thing. Either way, it doesn't matter. The point is that it's gone. And we, it was really gone in 90 AD when Jerusalem and the temple were sacked. It's gone. Sacrificial system is gone. God has made a way through the blood of Christ for us to have immediate and continual access to the throne of grace. Can anybody say amen? And we don't use it. How stupid are we? This is something that they valued more than anything else to communicate to the God of the universe. And the priest could only do it behind the curtain one time a year. You could do it every morning. You could do it all day long. And we don't utilize it. How stupid are we? He's the same God. He hasn't changed. He's the same God from the beginning to the end. It's that God that they were talking to that we have access to every moment of every day. We need to start implementing a prayer life that is continual, that is intentional. Those prayer closets, those devotional times. And that is biblical. We've got to treat God for who he is, not what we want him to be. We've got to treat God for who he is, not what other pagan religions have said God is. He's not a God to be appeased so that we get what we want. He's the God of the universe. He is the great I am. But the Bible says he loves you. It's great. It's, it's, an, it's a great thing. We, in our age of grace, got to stop taking it for granted and start to walk in it. If you live in the Spirit, then keep in step with the Spirit. So here's my challenge for you this week. Don't say amen at the end of your prayer time this week. Now, what is amen anyway? So be it. The Bible, Jesus never instructed us to say amen. If you need to make sure you sign off, because I won't know if you're done or not. I mean, it's a good way to, to end. I'm not, you know what I'm saying. 
I'm saying keep the line open this week. Just, just try it. it. It'll be hard because you're so used. Amen. Ooh, wait. No, take, no ah, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> but just try it. See what happens. Keep the line open this week. When you pray, just say thank you, God, and move on. And then you're going to say thank you again, and, and you're going to keep talking. Don't, don't shut down. Don't sign off with God because he is not signing off with you. He's like, I'm right here. I'm always here. I'm going to be here. Let's, let's talk. Let's move. Let's, let's be in each other's life. So I'm not like, it's not a prohibition on amen. I'm just saying this week, let's try to keep those, those lines of communication open and don't sign off with God. I'm going to say amen after this prayer, though. Lord, thank you for this opportunity we have today. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, and I thank you that you love us, that this God who is outside of space and time, who made the very fabric of our universe, for some reason cares enough about this anthill to love us, to send his son to die for us, to open up the lines of communication so that we can live the life that you've always intended humans to live on this earth. Yes, we broke it. Yes, it's marred. Yes, there's problems. Yes, we have to deal with the consequences of the fall. But Lord, you want to move into our neighborhood. That's what, the, that's what the, the incarnation was. It was Jesus, the Son of God, moving into the neighborhood. Sep- that separation no longer exists. Even more so now that you've sent us your Holy Spirit. God, help us to take advantage of this great gift of continual prayer. Help us not to be the type of people who's got to know how to do it, know all about it before I even start something. Lord, help us to just pray. And we'll learn as we go. Lord, thank you for my brothers and sisters. Lord, I pray that this house, meaning the people in it, will be a house of prayer. Jesus, let me pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about New Life Church, check out our website at discovernewlife.org.